Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Avatar The After Show. This is the one and only show where we are reviewing every single episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. And, uh, yeah, we are just moving right along in Season 3. Uh, we are going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 2, The Headband. Um, and, yeah, this is uh, it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, going to be a real uh, short episode, so let's not waste... Uh, let's not waste any more time, and let's talk about the episode. So, uh, Season 3, Episode 2, or otherwise known as Book 3, Chapter 2, uh, The Headband, uh, was, it debuted on, okay, it debuted on September 28th, 2007, uh, it was directed by Joaquim Dos Santos, who is going to be a familiar name within the Avatar Last Airbender Season 3. And it was written by John O'Brien, who's written some previous episodes of the, sh of the show. Um, and JM Animation returns to animate this episode. And, of course, this is Episode 2 of Season 3. Last time we saw, uh, the Team Avatar was going out to... Um, basically hide away within the Fire Nation until the day of the invasion. So, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and get right, uh, let's get right into this episode. I'm, I'll first go ahead and talk about, um, my thoughts on the episode, and my quick thoughts on the episode are, is, this is just, this is just a really fun episode. Um, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, unlike most episodes where you can tell it's definitely a filler, this episode was a lot of fun. This actually, this was this was this episode didn't really have much to do with the story, but at the same time, it dealt a lot with character and it dealt a lot with um, with uh, you know with with the relationship between our main heroes, you know, and it was. And it's a, it's an episode that I think also teaches us a little bit more about the Fire Nation as a whole and how how their uh, obviously how their school system operates, but also how just the daily lives of people in the Fire Nation have. And it's it's a much more uh, it definitely feels a lot more peaceful than the rest of the world, which um, is is a is an interesting concept to go in and. So, um, yeah, our, so let's go ahead and uh, break down the episode. Um, we open up the episode with uh, Zuko. He is asleep, and he eventually is awakened, and he makes his way towards the Fire Nation prison. Um, and we don't know who he... We, we, we can kind of get a guess on who he's going to see, but we don't really know for sure who he's going why he's going to this Fire Nation prison. Um, and then a guard spots him, but uh, but Zuko just continues to walk in. Uh, we then go and reunite with our heroes, Aang and his, and his team, uh, traveling through the Fire Nation um, using a combination of waterbending and airbending to hide Appa in a cloud. Um, 
and then they uh, they take shelter in a cave, um, and they go to get new clothes so that they could blend in with Fire Nation citizens. That way, they can go and get food from a nearby market and not have to eat, uh, not have to eat uh, cave. Uh, I believe they're called cave grasshoppers. Um, they all get their clothes. Uh, Toph doesn't like the shoes that she gets, so she rips the bottom of the shoes off. Um, one one of the things I love about this episode is that this is this episode has some of the best humor from Sokka in the entire show. Like this, Sokka is at his funniest in this episode. Um, right from the opening when he's like, we're in enemy territory. Those are enemy birds. <laughs> um, and then later on, we're going to get to it later, but when, but when he's, when he's pretending to be Aang's uh, father, it's just hysterical. And again, it is the best use of, it's the best humor from the character, you know, cause Sokka, Sokka has always meant, has always been the comic relief. You know, and, and, and for, and in, in TV or in movies, comic relief is not always a bad thing. It's when you go too far with the humor, you know, and Sokka is a character that was definitely designed to be a comic relief character. Um, I think it's more, I think the thing that I, I think the thing that makes it different from, let's say, something like a Thor Love and Thunder, where every single person in the movie has a joke, um, uh you know that's when it kind of you know takes the stakes away from the uh from the situations that the characters are in you know um and Sokka is the is the one with the the witty one liners and you know and what makes Toph funny is very different from the way, from what makes Sokka funny what makes Aang funny is different from what makes Toph funny you know um and that's why i feel like the humor in this show works very well because the humor is true to who like the humor is true to the um um to the personalities of the characters you know rather than a like i said you know a thor love of thunder where it's just they're just throwing jokes just for the sake of making you laugh so um but we continue on. Aang sees Katara's new outfit and then blushes. Um, we and then uh, uh, Katara r- removes her mother's necklace and then uh, gets a uh, gets a new necklace from an ex- uh, from like a, a, a market. Um, then they go to town. Aang, <laughs> Aang becomes obsessed with this, uh, with this word Hotman, um, and he and he goes around and he's like, and he's like Flamio Hotman, um, and uh, uh, he keeps, uh, and then he continues to do this, um, and then they go to a meat stand. Uh, Aang is. Um, obviously vegetarian, so he does not eat meat. Um, come on, Aang. I thought we were friends. Um, <laughs> uh, but he is then caught by Fire Nation soldiers who view him as a student. And so he is taken to a Fire Nation school. 
then we meet the teacher, and the teacher assumes that he is uh, from the Fire Nation colonies in the Earth Kingdom. Uh, Aang refers to himself as Kuzan, which is an old Fire Nation friend he had back uh, 100 years ago. Um, he and we see that he doesn't know how to uh, proper how to properly greet people within the Fire Nation, so he so he learns a little bit about how to do that. Um, uh, he then he then tells the teacher to kind of um, let him keep the uh, the headband on because um, he has a horrible scar, but but you know obviously. It's to cover the arrow. Um, so he, so we move on to the end of the day, to the end of the school day. He was dismissed. Um, he meets a girl named Anji, who, by the way, is such is is just the sweetest, sweetest person in that in that school. And I'm not gonna lie, like I, like <laughs> it's it's kind of it's it's funny because I you know I was. This this show came out while I was uh, when I was much younger and I was in school and you know it's interesting to kind of see um, Aang going through all the things that that the new kid kind of goes through, but but I guess Aang is just much more positive about it because you know Aang just overall is a much more positive person. But I'm I'm not gonna lie, a part of me if I saw this this Hyde character come in and say stay away from my girlfriend, I'll be like. Cool man. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> I'd be too I'd be too paranoid. Um, but yeah, again, I'm pretty paranoid. So um <laughs> uh but we do meet uh Anji's boyfriend uh, apparent boyfriend Hyde. Um he's the popular kid and he uh tells Aang to stay away from Anji. Um, and then Aang ends up going with a bunch of other kids to play uh, a game called Hide and Explode, <laughs> which is, which is, I don't know why that, that always, that always makes me chuckle. Um, uh, but then he comes back and he, and he discusses the po the possibility of him going back to school. And then he, he tricks Sokka into doing it by saying, we were supposed to learn about a uh, secret river, and then all of a sudden, Sokka goes, "I do like secret rivers." <laughs> so um, then we go to Zuko. He returns to the prison, um, and he is uh, confronted by by the guard from the previous night. Um, this guard threatens him, but then he he slams this. Uh, this guard to the wall and says, I'm, I'm paying a visit and you're going to keep your mouth shut. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, and then he walks into the cell and we find out that this is the cell that Iroh is in. Uh, and Iroh turns away showing uh, huge amounts of disappointment in his nephew. And, uh, and then Zuko begins to Zuko begins to be really harsh to Iroh. 
um, in this in this scene because he very much blames Iroh for the uh, for for the circumstances that both that both characters um, that that specifically that he's in, but for the most part, um, you know, he says that you know he tells Iroh that the two of them could have uh, returned home together um, and that they could have been heroes, but Iroh still refuses um, to speak. And what I love most about this is that. Obviously, the actor who played as Iroh in the last season, Mako, had passed away, and 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 there is an actor who ends up replacing Iroh eventually. You know, you know, because I, I mean, I don't know what I can, what I can and cannot say without spoiling the 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 later episodes, but you know. Iroh does eventually end up speaking in 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 the season, you know, and and you know obviously the the character ends up getting recast. But what I love about this is that they actually wrote that into the the script. The script is that you know we don't get to hear Iroh speak, so that we don't we don't know if he's if you know like back then you you wouldn't know. If the 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 voice actor was recast, I mean, obviously, as a as a kid, if you were a kid like me watching this show, you probably weren't even you probably weren't even aware. But if you were like a teenager watching this show, you probably were aware that you know the actor, you know, was be was being recast. But him being silent also makes sense um, story wise because you know after all. Of, after everything that Iroh has done for Zuko and him trying to be the father figure that Zuko quite frankly never had um you know he he feels immense he feels completely betrayed in this moment um and we're going to get more into that later on in the episode and and obviously later on throughout the season as well uh, but the next day of school, uh, Aang's second day of school definitely doesn't go too according to plan. Um, he becomes a disruption to his class. Uh, he um, he gets into a school fight, and then <laughs> then this is when and then uh, oh yeah uh, and yeah and then this is when um, Sokka and Katara act as Aang's parents during a parent te- a parent conference. Um, Sokka refers to himself as Wang Fire, and, <laughs> and you have Katara as Mrs. Sapphire Fire, <laughs> which is so good. And this whole scene, this whole scene is so great because, again. Talk about the perfect Sokka humor is in this episode. When he, when he's like when he's like when the when the uh, when the when the headmaster goes, I'll send him to a reform school named <laughs> the a reform school, and by that I mean the cold mines. And then he's like, don't don't worry. Don't. He goes he goes don't worry, headmaster. I'll straight I'll. I'll give this boy something fierce. And then he proceeds to yell out, when we get home, we're in for the punishment of a lifetime. 
And then the way he does, and the animation is so perfect when Sokka tries to do his little his little march out the out the office is so hilarious. But then they get back into the cave, and then he Sokka still wearing the beard, and he's like, "That's it, that's it, Kuzan. No more, no more skull for you, young man." <laughs> um. And then Aang uh, comes up with an idea to have a um, a dance for all the Fire Nation students, in which Sokka replies with, "Go to your room." <laughs> it's so great! It's so great! And just again, oh my gosh! Just I can't like I can't stress enough how perfect the humor is here. It's just great. Um. So we uh, we go back to Zuko and he is at, he's having a picnic with May. Uh, they share a kiss, and weirdly enough, um, I was always surprised by this as a kid. But May and Zuko actually do make a really cute a really cute couple. Like I was always I was always surprised by that as a kid because you know I there was always there was always like fan theories like you know like especially. I'll tell you what, if this show came out in today's day and age, there would be, you know, um, fan fiction all over the place saying, oh, Zuko and Katara, or, you know, <laughs> it's just, there'd, be a, there'd just be a whole lot of fan fiction, and I'm not going to get into it, because I'm sure some of it's already online, um, and not in a nice way. Um <laughs> <laughs> so Azula comes in and tells May to uh, go help Tylee with something. But then, um, and then after May leaves, Zuko uh, is tricked into admitting that he's visiting Iroh. And she warns him and uh, telling him that if people find out you've been seeing Iroh, uh, they are thinking that you will be conspiring against him. Uh, he goes back to visit Iroh. He, of course, does not listen to this. He goes back to visit his uncle, gives him food, but his uncle still refuses to speak to him. Um, he explains that the Avatar uh, might still be alive and that he's confused and has no idea what to do about it. But Iroh still remains silent. And Zuko uh, storms out of the cell with rage. And then, of course, what happens after that? We get a beautiful, beautiful moment with Iroh. Uh, Iroh basically crying, and he's got a tear coming down his face, which is such a beautiful moment. And again, it, it just makes the story between Zuko and Iroh just so immensely tragic. Um, and again, you're going to, you, you, you'll, you'll understand why as we get further into the season, but it's just, you start to see kind of like the, um, you kind of just see what makes the storyline so tragic. And just in these first few episodes, um, and and the fact that this is the first time we've seen the character of Iroh since the end of season two. Um, last time we saw him, he was he was surrendering as a traitor, 
Um, but uh, and and this is the first time we're seeing him, and you know, so uh, then we go back to the cave. Um, uh, Aang throws his dance party. There's a school band there. Um, he eventually he starts demonstrating some dance forms, and then asks Anji to dance with them. And then all the students join the dance. Um, and then there's a really sweet moment between Aang and Katara where they have their big dance. And it's a very nice little moment. It's a very nice little little moment between the two. And again, it furthers the the, the relationships between the characters. And also it, it allows you as an audience to have a moment of fun because the last i don't know like four i would say three episodes of season 2 right hold on let me go ahead and Let's see. Uh, trying to find it here. Okay. One, two, three, four. Yeah. The last four episodes of, um, of season two have been just heavy after heavy. And, and, you know, our heroes just have been, have had their backs thrown against the wall. Um, And it just feels nice to see these characters actually celebrating and having fun to, fun together as a, as a team, you know. Um, but the headmaster shows up to try and crash the party, but <laughs> but Aang and his friends uh, manage to escape. Um, let's see, and. Uh, the gang flies away on Appa, and he, he's like, <laughs> again, another really great Sokka moment. Toph is like, uh, oh, no, uh, Katara says, okay, Sokka, you can take off the beard. You can take off the fake beard now. And then Sokka's like, oh, no, I, oh, no, I can't. It's permanently glued to my, to my skin, <laughs> which is, which is another great moment. And then we end the episode with Zuko telling Hiring a mysterious man uh, with a metal arm and a tattoo to uh, basically find the Avatar and kill him. And that is Season 3, Episode 2. Um, overall, guys, I just think this is a, this is a fantastic episode. Um, I love... I, it's, 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 not li- it's not like top, ten, top tier like top 10 for me as far as my favorite episodes of Avatar the Last Airbender. But it's an episode that I think um, is, it's it's a fun episode. Um, there is a lot to like here, and there's a lot of really good humor. Uh, I think the, um, uh, you know, there's there's not, there's no action in this, in this episode. There's literally no, I, there's no action in this episode. I mean, unless you count the um, the the school fight, but that's really not really a 
you know, a typical action scene for this show. Um, so there's not a lot of there's not there's not really any action in this in this episode, but the the stuff that the thing that makes it so much fun is the fact that you're seeing these characters um, having fun for the first time since the ending of season two, um, because season two ends on such a downer, and, and season two kind of serves as kind of like the Empire Strikes Back of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, it just feels good to see these characters these that you know and love have as much fun as they're having. Um, and I love it. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, I thought, I think the animation's great. Uh, like I, like I've said so many times, this has some of the best humor of the show. Um, I love what they do with Iroh. I love what they do with Zuko. Um, I can't really think of a single thing in this episode that really, um, frustrated me about it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a great episode of the show. But, guys, that will do it for this week's episode of Avatar The After Show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, guys, don't forget, uh, make sure you guys are are staying up to date with the Zeke Senso podcast. There, tomorrow there will be a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday. And then this upcoming Friday, make sure you stay tuned for the Zeke Said So show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you like this episode, please make sure you share it and subscribe. I think you guys should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. Um, and also, make sure you guys, before I forget, little shameless plug here, but make sure you guys go watch my movie, What to Watch, A Love Letter to Physical Media. It is available on the Zeke Said So Pictures YouTube channel. Please go and support it. Let's get this video up to 200 subscribers. Hell, let's get it to 500. Let's get it to 500 views. Let's really make this thing uh, the best video that we've ever. Let's truly make this the most popular video on the Zeke Said So YouTube channel. So thank you guys, So make sure you guys go check that out when you guys get the chance. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you like this uh episode please make sure you share it and subscribe i think i should subscribe to my guest because zeke the geek said so and uh don't forget and uh yeah um i will talk to you guys later peace out